Here's your wake-up call this morning. It's great to have you with me today. I'm your colleague in medicine and coach in life, Dr. Frickin' Aaron Wiseman, and I am joined today with Dr. Beverly Joyce. We're going to talk about transitions. So jump into our conversation and then stick around afterwards for my kick of encouragement. All right, here we go. Welcome to the podcast, listener turned guest, Dr. Beverly Joyce. It is so great to have you here with me today. I am thrilled to be here with you. Longtime listener, first time podcast guest for anyone. You're my, you're my first. Woohoo! Podcast virgin. Here we go. <laughs> you know, it's so fun because I've had so many colleagues come on the podcast with that exact like, oh, I've listened to a lot of podcasts, but I've never been on one. And I think this is the best place to be. It to ease into podcasting world. So I'm so excited to have you. Tell the people out in podcasting world a little bit about yourself and the work you're doing. So I am a gynecologist. I started out obviously as an obstetrician gynecologist. And now I have been doing GYN only for about a year. Gave up OB as a result of my own burnout journey, which we can delve into. And as a gynecologist and recovered burnout, I took up coaching. So I have been doing a coaching course with the Physician Coaching Institute and finishing up later this week and learning about being an entrepreneur and setting up a business for my own coaching business and um, doing gynecology, mostly menopause medicine, but also well woman care, preventative medicine and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. So lots, lots going on, which I really love your word because of that. It's transitions today. So start us off at the top. When you submitted the word transitions, where does that start in your story? So in my story, let's see, I guess the first transition was, you know, medical school to residency and then residency to practice. I think practice one was a huge one because you know, as residents, we're all kind of babysat and we don't really know what it's like to run our own show. And so that was a huge, big change for me. Took a while to get comfortable with that. And then, you know, I transitioned again from a Kaiser situation to an independent private practice. And that was wonderful. I felt like, oh, I have the autonomy. I deliver all my own patients. I can run my own show, not as an entrepreneur necessarily, but just being independent. And then as my kids got older and they needed me more and I was their personal chauffeur, I started to have anxiety and I just was a raving lunatic and a bitch to everybody in my office because everything was happening all at once. I'd be driving carpool and I'd get a stat page to L&D and I'm like, oh, I can't be there because I'm driving. So long story short, I transitioned out of doing obstetrics and I'm much happier now. I don't take call. I work three days a week doing GYN only. I take care of patients who I have delivered in the past who are now going through menopause transition, hence um, part of the word. So 
for me and also my patients, I think that that particular stage of life has been neglected in medical school. You don't really learn about it in residency and training. Don't really learn about it. It's kind of taboo in a lot of ways, especially if you're talking about it in the workplace or how it pertains to your mental health. And I want people to understand that. And unfortunately for myself, I went through it without really any understanding of it until I was able to look back and say, oh, when I was having all that anxiety and stuff going on in my work life, I was also going through menopause. Surprise. Because that level of anxiety that I was experiencing at that point, I had never had before. Yeah, let's dig into that a little bit because, you know, me being a burnout coach, I think it's really important to identify like we are not like singular disease states ever (laughs) and our patients definitely aren't. But somehow like in our brain, like we're like, oh, we're just burned out. That's the only thing that's going on. When like you said, hindsight was 2020 and you look back and you're like, holy shit, that was like a whole bunch of menopause going on as well. So talk about that two years ago or however about that time frame was looking at it in a rearview mirror, what was what was really going on with you? So I attributed it, of course, to what was going on in work and all the overwhelm that I was feeling. And, and by the way, I just listened to your podcast with Michelle Chestovich was awesome. So I was feeling all that, that overwhelm, but that feeling of anxiety where, you know, all of a sudden it's like, you know, you'd feel really hot and warm and and your heart is racing. And even if I was just driving to work, I was feeling that. And I didn't think it was menopause. I mean, here I am a gynecologist, I'm managing my own sort of healthcare, I was on continuous birth control pills because of menstrual migraines. And and so I didn't think I could be having any menopause symptoms because I'm taking hormones. Well, eh, wrong. So looking back at it, um, uh, through therapy, through coaching, through changing the circumstance, I definitely realized that 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 was part of it. Uh, And I feel like a lot of women who are in their early 40s, you know, they're in the prime of their career, they're taking care of their kids. I mean, like you, I mean, you're probably not 40 yet, but uh, (laughs) you know, you've got lots of kids, lots of work. And to throw all that hormonal stuff on top of it, it can really throw you for a loop. Yeah. So Going from your experience, it sounds like now that's what you're helping not just patients, but other fellow physicians navigate through. Is that correct? Yeah, that's my goal. So I think that the coaching world, obviously, there are a lot of women doing coaching, but there seems to be kind of an open area in midlife. So by midlife, I mean, sort of that 40s to 55 age range mid-career, you know, oftentimes women in that stage are well-established. They're doing a great job. They know their stuff. And, you know, that may be a point at which they hit this menopause transition and things kind of fall apart a little bit. Right. And so what do you foresee going forward with that? Are you wanting to put education out there to the world? Are you thinking more like one-on-one coaching? Let me pick your brain a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, I have all these grand ideas, but I'm trying to just take it one step at a time. (laughs) So I would love to do a podcast to be able to educate women, women physicians about what's going on with this particular time of life. But I'm trying to start with one-on-one coaching. I would love to be able to 
engage with people one-on-one to start with and then branch out, maybe do a podcast, maybe do an online course. But I think all in good time, I don't want to overwhelm myself with all of that right off the bat. So starting off with just the one-on-one. Yeah, plenty of time. You're you're not behind anything like that. You know, and one thing as I'm just sitting here listening to you talk, I'm wondering either in your own experience or you working with people, how do you tease out the like mental coaching side from like the emotional hurricane that's happening inside your body? Well, I think a lot of that has to do with what's going on in their life. So certainly there's going to be your your mental side of what you're dealing with, your struggles. But if a woman is in that age range, you know, you have to actually say, well, you could be also having some of these hormonal changes and, you know, sort of address that. And I guess that becomes a little bit problematic since I am a gynecologist, but I'm not their gynecologist and I'm not going to give them medical advice, but I can certainly advise that they find a menopause practitioner or a gynecologist who has some background in dealing with those kinds of things so that that can also be addressed. Right. Well, okay. I want you to take off your coach hat now and put on your menopause expert hat then for me and talk a little bit about this. Cause I'm just sitting here thinking and I'm like, Hmm, what do I know? You know, as a family medicine doc, it's definitely something that comes up quite a bit in the office. But what's what's maybe new information that comes out that our audience of other physicians may need to know about uh, menopause management? Well, I think the first thing is the whole Women's Health Initiative study, which now has been reevaluated a bunch of times. But essentially, it looked at a large group of postmenopausal women and hormones and was stopped early because of an increased finding of cardiovascular disease and breast cancer. And so it caused this huge uproar in women everywhere. And they basically cold turkey stopped their hormones and then were in misery. And so, you know, since that study was stopped, which was back in 2002, they've actually come up with a timing theory. So the timing theory is such that if you're a woman at the time of menopause and you start hormone therapy, you are actually decreasing your future risk for cardiovascular disease. And with regard to breast cancer, it has a lot to do with the type of hormones that you're taking, particularly the type of estrogen and the type of progestin. So in that original study, it was women in their 60s being started on hormones sort of de novo, and they were using Premarin and Provera. So now, I mean, everybody talks about bioidentical hormones, but basically what that means is the hormones that your your body makes. So estradiol, progesterone, those are the ones we use. And the fear factor that was started with that hor- that study, we're still trying to undo in, in women and also internist family practice docs who might not be up on the, the research as much. So in my practice, I try to uh, get people out of that fear place with their their approach to hormones. Yeah, because fear is never the place that we really want to make any decision or let us move the course of our life, be it in our health or be it in coaching as well. Like fear gets to be an emotion in the experience of life. But I'm with you. I think it shouldn't be the place for which we make all of our decisions. 
Absolutely. So I find myself educating a lot of my patients with regard to this. And most of them are so thankful because they just didn't know. And the other thing I'll make mention of that is menopause is not just hot flashes and night sweats. I mean, what I learned is that it can be anxiety. It can be brain fog is sort of the term that a lot of people throw around. Memory loss. I thought I had Alzheimer's. I said to my husband, I think I have Alzheimer's. I can't remember shit anymore. And he's like, well, didn't you do that 23andMe? You can go look and see if you have that gene. And I'm like, okay, I don't. Okay, but I still think I'm having dementia. You know, so, so things that you wouldn't necessarily associate with the typical menopause symptoms are actually part and parcel of it in a lot of women. Yeah, that's a super good reminder. Well, if there are other people out there who want to understand more, maybe they're interested in some coaching, maybe understanding more about menopause, where can they find you? And I'll throw that in the show notes. So I'm on Facebook. Beverly Joyce is my profile. I also have a, a business page. I have a website called drjoycoaching.net. And you can reach out to me through the website or on Facebook. I'm pretty active in a lot of different women's coaching groups and try to engage with all those folks. It's a lot of fun. That's right. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on Dr. Me First. I'm so excited to have met you in person now and to have this conversation. I know we've been bumping into each other in those different groups. And I'm just so excited to call you friend and not just physician colleague, but coaching colleague as well. Well, thank you. It's been a pleasure. And uh, you are have been my my girl crush from a couple of years now when I started listening to your podcast. I really am impressed by what you've done with your life and, and I wish you the best. Well, I just tell everybody out there, if I can do it, so can you. So <laughs> go girl, you're going to be the next, the next menopause coach out there so I can send everybody to you. Perfect. I will appreciate it. Dr. Joyce for coming on the podcast and sharing your story. All right, let's get into my kick of encouragement today. And what I want to talk a little bit about is kind of piecemealed all over, but we're going to go with it. So talking about transitions, I think many times whenever things are changing, or going through a transition and things are feeling really hard, we instantly go or at least I instantly go to the thought of I must be doing something wrong. This doesn't feel right. I'm probably screwing this up in some way. When in actuality, if you're not changing, something's wrong. If you're not going through transitions, I would have you check your vital signs because it's just a part of life. Things seem like once they stay the same, they're always changing as well. And so in those moments when I'm like, we're doing this again, I remind myself to go back to self-compassion. I've talked a little bit about this on the podcast. And if you've coached with me one-on-one, you know that self-compassion is a big habit that I introduce into my life and I try to infuse into yours. And what self-compassion really encompasses is taking note of the moment of what is going on, recognizing the difficulty in it, recognizing that it's part of the shared human experience and you're not doing it alone, and then also giving yourself the compassion or whatever you need in that moment without any judgments or attachments. So here's a quick mantra that I have on a post-it note on my desk 
that I've really needed the last couple weeks as things have been shifting and changing and I felt like everything is not okay when in reality it's just transition that I read to myself in those moments. So it goes like this. Aaron, this is a moment of suffering. This is hard. Suffering is a part of life and everyone feels like this sometimes. May I be kind to myself in this moment. May I hold my feelings in tenderness. May I give myself the compassion I need. I love, accept, and give myself all that I need. It just takes the edge off of it, I feel like. Kind of like soothing yourself down with some good vanilla shea butter. It's still there. It still can be a little raw as you're working through a situation, something has happened, or even that your thoughts are going in the thought tornado. But it just takes the edge off. And so I would encourage you in these moments of transition and change, when everything around you is spinning, give yourself a little dose of self-compassion. It makes a world of a difference. Well, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for all of my guests who have ever come on and turned listener to guest. I think that's so awesome. And remember, if you need help, I'm here. Plenty of resources. Check out my websites. Check out my social media. I got your back. And your life, your calling, your whole